0: Happy recording day, brother.
1: Happy recording, Dizzle A. Oh, Dizzle A. That's how you do that. Happy recording, Dizz <laughs> <laughs> How do you say 40 in Spanish? Uh, Numero cuatro zero. That's not how
0: you say it. Uh, Brother, not even close. Episode 40. Episode 40. Apparently it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I like it. I think that uh, 40 is a huge accomplishment, and I'm very, very proud of it. Although and, technically uh,
1: we're actually over 40 because we've had a few uh, midweekers that we did not give a number to. But this is officially EP40. Officially
0: EP40. No doubt about it. I'm digging it. I'm happy we're here. So, uh, yeah, man, let's get this show on the road, brother.
2: EP40.
1: Unchurched is your man. hero.
0: <laughs> What's up, Unchurched Podcast Fan Club?
1: How y'all bitches be doing, though?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm happy that we're doing this, and and for me personally, I think that it's uh, it's a fun outlet because, dude, I, I don't, know, I don't get to preach anymore, you know? Because you're a heathen. Yeah, I don't get to teach in the pulpit anymore. Cause you're backsliding. Well, stuff,
2: <laughs>
0: well, stuff like that. You know, I, I, I uh, you know, it's out of me, and uh, this this podcast gives me a chance to kind of strut a little bit,
1: which is fun. Yeah, I agree, man. It's cool because you know our whole thing from the get go was. <clears throat> we're having these conversations and have had these conversations and we'll continue to have these types of conversations. So let's not, you know, why not record it and let other people get involved if they want to. And I mean, not to say we've had a whole lot of interaction, but we've had some, and I know like we can see our stats and plays and all that stuff. And like, people are listening, man. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty well cool. You know? But now that we're like kind of in this thing, and we have uh, <clears throat> forty episodes in now, it's uh, it's kind of becoming more of a hey, let's let's find some better structure, and you know, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's think about this a little bit more than just two dudes sitting around having a <laughs> beverage, belching their asses off, you know, and uh, it's cool, man. I enjoy it. Obviously yeah. other people are finding something in it and enjoying it. So that's yeah. pretty cool, man.
0: I really would like to know how many people are taking shots with every belch. Yeah.
1: If you're out there doing that, you got to hit us up, like email us unchurched pod at Gmail, you know, comment on our Insta page, tweet at us, send smoke signals, write it in poop. And text it to us. I don't care how you do it, but, like... Uh, You didn't like that last one?
0: Yeah, I got a problem with smoke screens.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, still. No, but for real, like, if you're out there doing that, hit us up. You know what I'm saying? That'd be cool.
0: You know what I think we should do? Nice. What should we do? I think we, like... For like episode fifty-two, which marks a year, yeah. Even though I don't know, it probably won't. Probably episode fifty might mark a year. Uh, I think you and I—I I think we talked about this. I think you and I should take shots for every belch.
1: Damn. I think that. Wait, on top I of drinking, it, or just that was that will be our no. Drinking. That will be our drinking. <laughs> Just to see how, how long we can last. I like it, but we should like we should pregame a little with at least one. Because I feel like I belch the most when I'm drinking.
0: Well, uh, sure, but okay. So maybe like start off with a beer.
1: Then again, I or just had just, dinner and it's just coming out, bro.
0: Yeah, but if we just like have a beer each. And then you can just shoot something light, you know, some some lightweight stuff like, uh, vodka. So you like you like vodka anyway, but you never shoot it, right?
1: No. Not unless yeah. like I have a friend in town, who I won't name, Chespears, and he's like, "Yo, let's keep doing shots." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, of
0: just vodka.
1: All I got is vodka, so he's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it." Yeah,
0: it's definitely a party thing to do, and so, you know, I, I equate shots with celebration like Jesus did with wine. It's just our modern day version of it, but.
1: So, yeah, when we hit, let's, let's say 50, when we hit 50 episodes, yeah. which we're only 10 away from. Which we're only we'll, 10 away from. We'll do Jesus shots the entire episode. Vodka shots the whole time For Jesus For Jesus Vodka
0: for Jesus It's our communion bro Don't hate I, thi- I, I think we have the episode title for 50 <laughs> Vodka for Jesus <laughs> Because Jesus was
1: Polish <laughs> Yeah He was a white Polish man <laughs> Who made vodka The bible has it wrong He didn't make wine They made vodka He made
0: vodka At the wedding of Canaan yeah, it was vodka.
1: Speaking of liquor, and we're not really going anywhere yet, <clears throat> um, a little behind well, the scenes. Well, she likes it
0: every time you do. Huh? Well, she likes it every time you
1: do. hey oh. hey um, So, yeah. You totally derailed me. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> oh, so <clears throat> the behind the scenes part of this is we're recording this now. Happy recording day. Mm. But it's not going to air Definitely for like another week or so. Two two weeks or so. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But so Brooke and I, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, today is actually our last day of vacay. What? Nice. And it was dope as shit. Anyway, we went to a couple of distilleries, a couple of breweries. Well, we went to this uh, brew or. Distillery in St. Augustine called, drumroll please, St. Augustine Distillery Co. So lame. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're doing the tour because it was free and awesome. And they have okay vodka. They have a really decent rye. And um, they're. I know. Florida Strait Bourbon's pretty legit too. But anyway, um they were making us cocktails and they use this bag and I Michael, I'm kind of curious cuz I don't know I don't know if you know this or not, but do you know what a lucy bag is?
0: No, I do not. Never heard of a lucy bag.
1: Well, dude, a lucy bag is this like tightly woven type of fabric. I I don't remember the fabric, but It's a You put your ice in it Like quite a bit of ice And then you fold it over And then you take a hammer and you beat the shit out of it And then you dump the ice out Well the bag actually retains the water from the ice crushing So that when you dump the ice There's like no water It's not dry ice But it's dry ice If that makes sense You know what I'm saying Okay So they said like Oh, and then afterwards you can like wring the bag out, and all the water like gets wrung out of the bag, and it's really cool because it'll actually keep your drink colder longer and not water it down. Um, hmm. So definitely got one of those bags, and can't wait to try it. Hmm. Actually, secret time. Secret time. Will- I already did try it, but I did it wrong, and it didn't really work so well. Secret time Secret time I fucked it up (laughs) But yeah, the Lucy bag, man And if you're interested Anyone can go online and, you know, find them I mean, they're not the only place that sells them, so But that's how they used to do, like, old-timey cocktails Out of a plastic bag It's not plastic It's, like, some fabric that's woven together
0: Huh I'm having a hard time picturing it, but you, you'll have to send me
1: a picture of it. Yeah, I'll send, I'll, I mean, I'm sure you can, like, Google it and someone's using it on YouTube, but I'll send you yeah. a picture for sure.
0: Or I can stop being lazy and just uh, go on Google and see it for myself.
1: You could. It's called a Lucy bag. Hmm. Anyway, I thought it was really cool because the guy was like, yeah, we actually uh, tested to see how long just the ice would sit there. And, um, they left it for, I think he said about an hour and almost 30 minutes and it was still cold ice. It hasn't melted or anything. Interesting. Right? So if you're looking to keep y'all drink cold for a long time, get online and get your ass a Lucy bag. Huh? Not to be confused with a single cigarette, which is also called a Lucy. <laughs> Secret time. Uh, secret time. <laughs> secret time. Will- secret time. Back when I didn't have no money, I bought some Lucy's I ain't afraid to share it. <laughs> oh
0: boy, that's all right.
1: It's illegal, uh, though, so don't get caught.
0: Oh, is it? I never knew that that was illegal.
1: Yeah, I also have never smoked to, cigarettes. So you're not supposed to open a pack of cigarettes and sell them individually, because then you're making hmm. profit, obviously.
0: Oh, all the uh, all the liquor stores in the hood do it every day.
1: Every day. Yeah, well, that's, that's where I did it, too, in the D. Hmm. That's what she said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're so mature. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, you want to get to something serious? Not really. No, me either.
3: But let's do it anyway.
0: Uh, sure. I, you know, I've uh, before we get serious, uh, I've got an unrelated secret. Time. Ooh. We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. So for Christmas, I got this new underwear from my in-laws because I'm a dad, and that's what I get for Christmas: new underwear. Sure. Well, the underwear is not all that breathable, even though it's super soft and comfortable. Mm. And when neither one of us gets to the laundry in a week, I get, that's all I have left. Are you double and dip so, it. And <laughs> so, no, I don't double dip it, but I just walk around with the worst swamp ass ever. That's it. Secret time. That
1: was the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that, thought you were setting up for a punchline or something.
0: <laughs> no. And so I, I, I'm really thinking about just throwing the underwear away so that I don't have to wear them. You know, since the wife just over the weekend, she bought me some new underwear, some breathable cloth stuff. And, uh, and she brought me two packs of them. And so I'm thinking about throwing away the stuff at the in-laws spot. That way I don't have to, uh, have swamp bats anymore.
1: As long as those in-laws are not the ones who listen to this podcast, yeah. I think you're safe.
0: Uh, yeah, my in-laws... No, I don't think my in-laws listen to this. Even if they do, they wouldn't care.
1: Alright, we'll throw them out. Secret time.
0: Secret time? Shh!
1: <laughs> Secret time. <laughs> We're
0: just getting drunk and telling secrets. Shh! Oh, anyway. All right. So, yeah, we were going to actually uh, follow up on a conversation that we had, I don't know, about a month ago about interviews that we want to start doing uh, for the new, you know, for this new year. And here we go. We're coming towards the end of the third, of the first quarter of the year. So uh, we wanted to talk through the rest of the interview questions before we actually start interviewing other people so that's what we're going to do today right word word
3: let's get into so, it
0: let's get into it have some game show music playing Maybe before we ask ask the questions
1: we have music already hmm But I like your enthusiasm. I haven't heard it. You know what? Let's let's scrap the thing that took me 30 minutes to make, and let's use your little... (laughs) (laughs) I haven't
0: heard your intro music (laughs) to the questions. You got to put it in drive. I haven't heard it.
1: Oh, my God. That just means you never went back and listened to that episode, then. No. It can't be. It has to be, or else you forgot about it. I must have completely forgot about it. Either way, you're a massive dick right now. Well,
0: oh. then it fits.
1: <laughs> By the top. <laughs> 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 BT Dubs, did you get that, that mug that you text me about?
0: No, I did not get that mug. I don't know where I got the picture from, but I saw it somewhere, took a picture, or somebody sent me the picture. It's really, really old. Uh, and it just made me laugh. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, I sent Sean and our wives today a picture of a mug that says... "What's it say?
1: Eat a bag of dick.
0: <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. It's a very, very nice mug. I don't know who sent me the picture or... Where I was when I took it. I didn't take it. Someone sent it to me. I don't remember who.
1: Oh, I assumed you took it somewhere.
0: Nope. Nope. But maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll have to put that on Instagram so that people can see it.
1: We'll we'll probably get flagged. No, we
0: probably get flagged for putting that on
1: Instagram, right? Nah. There's ladies topless on Instagram that still have an account. I think we're good with putting up a mug that says (laughs) dick on it. All right, sweet. Not that I'm all right. Searching for that. The strangest part is it just pops up. Oh yeah. Then I'm like, no, look away.
0: (laughs) I'm a Christian. I can't watch this stuff.
1: Can't look at boobies.
0: (laughs) Boobies are of the devil.
1: (laughs) Mm No they ain't Boobies are from the low He made them And he made them nice
0: God's gift to mankind Next to uh, yoga pants I think that's God's greatest creation Besides mankind Is yoga pants
3: Hmm I might Mm -hmm.
0: agree Maybe I almost bought a pair for myself
1: No No (laughs) <laughs> All right. It's not a so good we're idea. We're going over question number eight today. <laughs> secret, secret time.
0: I almost bought a pair of yoga pants for myself so that I can walk without chafing.
1: Secret time. Shh. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. All right, number eight.
1: I don't think you were, man. That's.
0: I'm just kidding. I would never do something like you that. You said
1: secret time. That means that shit was real. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, you need to get your man straight.
0: Oh, man. All right, let's go before we go downhill even further. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. To get down to the
1: nitty gritty. To get down to the nitty gritty.
0: Good, that's where I like it. Let's get right to the nitty gritty.
1: All right, well, one of the... Questions <clears throat> on our interview list here we've got, because we worked so hard on it, is, oh, yeah. uh, would you ever consider going back to church? Right.
0: You know, if I can answer first, I would say uh, I did consider it. And we found this church, or the wife found this church, which was right around the corner from our house. And um, it's a very, very good church. The pastor is cool. Uh, his, the, the worship teams are cool. You know, the way he organizes the service is cool. The greeters are nice. Everyone is very cordial and nice. Um, Micah really enjoyed it there uh, with their, their, their kids' church thing that they did it it all seemed very very nice and we went a few times and i was just kind of like blah about it and maybe it was cuz it was like too soon to try but i kind of felt like i was uh kind of felt like i was cheating on the previous church i don't know it was just weird Okay. Uh, and 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 then to be completely honest with you, it was just like so Brady bunch that I just couldn't get into it, bro. I just couldn't get into it. It was like legit Brady bunch, and uh, and then they just you know it kind of like solidified the decision like. This is just not for me. Like, I'm not going to be happy here. Even though this place is probably 50% better than what I was coming out of. I still just was like, eh, this ain't going to do it for me. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to say no. I, I don't plan on going back to church. I mean, obviously, God could change my mind and, or... You know, not that God would change your mind, but that, you know, I could probably, ah, no, I just don't see it, bro. I honestly just don't see it.
1: So in all honesty, what happened was, they didn't want you wearing your yoga pants to church.
2: (laughs) For obvious
1: reasons. Shut up. No, man, I kind of... I mean, I I totally get that. (laughs) Because... Yeah. If you're done answering, I'll I'll continue my comment. I
0: am. I want to hear your feedback right now.
1: Yeah, so... uh, I have a similar thing, minus the children's church or the kids part, but... You know, like... I've tried some churches, or Brooke and I have both obviously tried some churches around here and I think she can get behind it a little more than I can. Um, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's just like, and I think I've said it before on the, you know, on one of these episodes or maybe several, but like, I'm not challenged and I don't feel like there's really any purpose for me sitting there for two hours Other than for me to give you my money. Which, if I'm visiting, I'm not doing anyway, because I just don't. (laughs) So maybe that makes me a bad person, but I don't, you know, I just feel like there's nothing, I don't get anything out of it. It actually is painful, mostly, to sit through, because, you know, the worship usually sucks. I'm I'm the guy, too, who's like, if you're going to be up somewhere in front of people leading other people, you better be good, or you better not do it. Yeah. And most churches just have someone that does the thing, and it's like, well, you don't have to do the thing because you suck at it. So just don't do the thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, you know. Maybe you know, judge me for saying that, but like, if you're gonna do something, do something in excellence, and be good at it. And if you don't have a team around you that says, "Hey, hey, man or woman, like this might you know maybe just maybe it's not your thing, and or why don't you practice some more before you get up there and lead us all? Because it's distracting, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and it's shitty. Like, but anyway." And then the just the content of the service is like, it's all about us, you know, and I don't want to hear that. I want to hear about Christ. I want to hear about how to handle certain situations and like, what do I do with these thoughts and how do I do in this situation and what did that verse mean and. I haven't found that <clears throat> anywhere around here, at least, you know? Yeah, I now, get it. If I wanted to go and just, you know, feel good because I punch my church card every Sunday and I punch my pay and tithe every Sunday card, and, you know, then sure. But, like, that's not what I want. I don't give a shit about any of that. I want to be uh. a part of a community. I don't care how many people, but like a place where I can talk and I can, I guess, debate and I, you know, I'm challenged or at least teach, like teach me in a way that, you know, I'm an adult. I do adult things. I live as an adult I make adult decisions. So you don't need to tell me I need Jesus. I fucking know I need Jesus. I've been had Jesus. Like, how many sermons do I need to be told? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So all that to say, will I go back to church? It would take a church that could actually offer, and when I say church, I mean a community. So it would take a community that would actually offer me the things I need in my faith and on my walk. If that makes any sense.
0: No, it makes, it makes perfect sense to me. I, and I agree 100%. I don't want... There's nothing in me that wants to go back to church where the format of service is you come in to praise and worship. You stop in the middle to take an offering and then you sing another song. And then the announcer gets up to make church announcements. And then you sing another song, take another offering, and then the pastor gets up to speak. And then he does an altar call with another song. And then dismissal. I, I would literally go nuts if I have to sit through
1: that again. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of funny because when we are on our vacation, um, we made some time to go see my grandparents because they weren't that far from where we were. And I hadn't seen him in a while. I mean, <clears throat> my grandpa's a pastor, so he actually officiated our wedding, but that was only, you know, they're here for two days and we only saw him for half of that time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was good to go see him and, you know, have some time to just chat. And he's uh, He's retired now, but... We were talking about, you know, because he's the old school, like, I need to be in a church somewhere because I'm a Christian. And if I'm not, I feel guilty, you know. <clears throat> and he's telling me the churches that he go like, he's, you know, went and tried out around his area. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good Lord. And, you know, some of them are super old school, which is funny because he doesn't really like it. And he's like, it's just dead. And it's a small church and the pastor does everything like there's no team. And he's like, it's just kind of awkward. And, you know, it just wasn't for us. <clears throat> and then the other side of that is the modern churches <laughs> where they have. And he even said, like, it's one of those younger churches, you know, that has you go in and it's all dark and they have a few spotlights on and it's foggy. And he's like, I can't even find a seat anywhere. Yep And it's just funny because Here's a pastor like this man He's built three churches from the ground up In America Like he knows A little thing or two about some church You know what I'm saying Oh yeah And He can't even find somewhere That fits him As an 80 year old Wow. And some of it I got into, and some of it I just know like, there's really no point in talking about this because you're gonna be so right and I'm gonna be so left that there's no middle ground. Which I think is fine. Sometimes it's okay to just you know, know who you're talking to and know if it's beneficial or not to say certain things. <laughs> sure, but anyway, it was just really interesting to hear my 80-year-old retired pastor grandfather struggled to find a church because some of the same stuff. Like He's even saying in his way, yeah, I go to this older church where you think I'd fit in, but I get told the same thing that I already know. Sure. Like It doesn't challenge me. It doesn't, or not even challenge, but it doesn't add to my faith. It doesn't, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I can't grow there. And the younger side of, you know, modern ministry, I guess you could say, in America, that doesn't aid to him either, and he can't, he can't get with that either, you know? And it's just funny, because, like I said, I mean, this is a church planner. This is like a pastor. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. Like, where, what the hell's going on with church in America, you know? Like. Why is it yeah. this business thing that we're stuck in the the usual? And we have churches that don't, and even the ones that don't still do some of the I mean they have to do the business. Once you get to a certain They have level, to do the business side. There has yeah. to be the business side. But when the business side overtakes yeah. the ministry and the God thing, uh that's where I just struggle, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah, was kind of a know, long rant. I don't know if that made sense, but...
0: No, oh, it made perfect sense. I mean, for me, the business side of it doesn't really bother me as much as it bothers you, apparently. Um, Dude, I hate it. I notice it. I get it. I understand why it's necessary. Um, and I understand how it's easily abused. But all of that is still, it's like, you know, whatever. Everybody's got to make a living. So I don't, get, I don't get hung up there. Where I get hung up at is just the pride of other people, uh, of leadership, projecting this identity that says, hey, I'm over you, you're under me, follow me and I'll make sure that you stay saved and you get to where God wants you to be I personally have a problem with that to me that's not what the identity of church should be it should be hey let's learn and grow together you know what I'm saying it should be more of um Hey, as we're doing life together, you know, hey, hey bro, I, you know, we're, we're confiding in one another. We're talking with one another. You know, hey, I, you know, I'm struggling with this anger issue and I'm having a hard time with it. And uh, I just need to vent. And I'm going to give you some free space to tell me what you think, not as a superior to me. But as a brother, as someone that I love and someone that loves me, and you'll help me, help me sort out my emotions, help me sort out my thoughts about this thing that I'm so angry about, and then we kind of walk it out together. You see me progress through it, and we celebrate together. You know, um, you know, you see me; I see you. We're both looking at Christ and we're both putting our best foot forward to grow and worship towards Christ, uh, love for Christ, obedience to Christ. We're, We're pushing forward to to get to that place together, not, hey, you need to be more like me or, you know, I need to be more like you. Having to focus on the common goal that's so much larger than us, so much larger than ourselves, being Christ. I just don't see that happening in these churches today. What I see is an abundance of look at me, look at me, look at what I've got to offer, look at how I can make you feel. You know, and it just gets old really quick. You know, I just see a lot of power struggle, a lot of egotism and a lot of self-centered BS that is just so completely unnecessary to the body of Christ. And it's like a cancer that doesn't seem to want to go away. And it's quite disheartening to to have to see. And it's like I sit in a church service and it's like, okay, here we go again. You know, and it it just turns me off. On top of shitty ass Brady Bunch music. I'm so sick of the. Like, I can't listen to another song from Michael W. Smith. I can't. I just can't, bro. I don't want to hear Newsboys. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm getting sick of hearing the same old shit. And even the new shit that's out there it's so slow and it's so much crying and it's so much like
1: epic uh, builds, bro. I
0: don't know, dude. It's just such a turnoff. Some of the stuff out there is hot, right? Like I've listened to some stuff. uh, Like I, I was really digging Jesus culture for a while, you know? Yeah. But then I don't know. They got to a point where they started getting annoying But when they were first out and they started out with these anthems and these chants and it would just build and build and build to the point where it's like, you know, you could feel God in the building, just the weight of his everything in the building, listening to them. That's when it was hot. But then it just. It became some stupid-ass show where they started having holy laughter. and, and <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit.
1: Gold you raining know? down from the ceiling.
0: <laughs> it got so superstitious and, and, and flaky and weird. It was like, dude, you, I can never bring an, an unsaved friend of mine to a place that listens to this kind of music or that does this type of stuff. You know, all under the guise of the charismatic movement. Like, stop being weird and maybe I can come back to church. But as long as you're going to be fucking weird, where you're falling out under the power, air quotes, and you're laying on the floor, and you're, you know, rolling around and all this shit. As long as you're still doing that shit, I don't really want to be a part of your church. Because none of that brings me closer to God. All it does is patting you on the back for being so powerful and anointed. And I'm good. I'm good. I don't need it. Oops, that was loud. Yeah. Did I lose you?
1: No. I I was just kind of thinking. Sorry. Oh. I, uh... I think I had a point there that I wanted to get to, but... Hmm. Maybe we just move along. Yeah... I, You know, for,
0: for me, I, I don't want to see people falling out under the power. That air quotes, falling out under the power, you know, like like Benny Hinn. For those who don't really go to church, I'm sure you've probably heard of Benny Hinn, or you can look him up on, on YouTube, B-E-N-N-Y-H-I-N-N. Benny Hinn would wave his hand, and 50 people in the balcony would fall out and and faint under the power of God. Like, that shit has been determined to be so fake and to be so silly, and it it has zero weight. Nice. It has zero to do with getting closer to God. (laughs) Chaser. (laughs) It, it, It has zero to do with understanding God's love for you or, you know, his real power in your life. That's not real power. That's a demonstration of some shit. Real power is when you know, God changes you, like really changes you, where you're no longer the same person. You know, when you, when all of a sudden, when you, when you've been such an angry guy that all you do is destroy people and cut people in your life, all of a sudden you're one of the most loving people in the world that would give your shirt off the back, off your back for someone else. Where you'd be, where, in the past you were stingy and now you're, you're generous. Like that's the real power of God to change a person, not to make you fall out and faint because of the power of God. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. There's, you grow up and you mature and you don't look for these signs and wonders anymore. What you're looking for is evidence of God's existence within you and within other people.
3: That's real power,
0: you know. Like I, I can follow you home, and I can see how you treat your wife, and that's how I really know that you love God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can see that you really—and this is getting satisfyingly deep, boy. I tell you that. I can tell by the way you treat your children that. You really are a Christian and that you love God. I can tell how you treat your wife. I can tell how you treat your husband. I, I can tell how you treat people in the grocery store, how you treat people on the phone when they call you. You know, are you cussing out the telemarketer? Or are you just saying you're not interested? You know what I'm saying? I can tell whether or not you are a believer based on whether or not you walk in love. Not whether or not you demonstrate, you know, some spiritual uh, charisma of some sort. Not because you preach really good or because you can prophesy or because you have dreams and visions. None of that stuff really tells me whether or not you're following Christ for real. And the fact is, is that I don't really want to go back to church if I'm going to go and see the same type of hatred Or the same type of egotism or the same type of drama that I've all that I've seen my entire life. The only thing that's going to draw me to a church is seeing some genuine love because Jesus flat out said, and I'll end the rant with this. Jesus flat out said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Those who are true Christians, true believers, are the most loving people in the world. And if you're not one of those people, then your Christianity is based upon something that is completely unscriptural. A physical experience or manifestation of something that is false. It's emotional. It's purely a chemical reaction in your brain based upon some past experience that you've had, or some perceived authority or power that you are obviously under the influence of. But true believers, they just love people. They just love. So the only way that I'm going to actually end up coming back to church is if that's what I see. I see some genuine love and not some fake facade Plastic people that just belong in a, in a fucking uh, a window of a mall store. Mannequins. You got enough plastic people out there that are just flat out fake. The only thing that's really going to draw people to your community is authentic and genuine love. If you don't have that, you've got nothing. Rant over.
1: Right, mm-hmm. no, you're right. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, church in America has just come too comfortable. Think about that yeah. for a second. <clears throat> you're so comfortable, sure. we're so used to it, we're so kind of consumed in it, we feel safe in there, and that's not even where real ministry happens.
0: No it is not
1: I mean it's really not Not at all Real ministry happens outside Of the walls of a church Or any building Or any small group
3: That's just I mean that's that's what Jesus did
1: Anyway We took forever to answer that one question But I think it was all good
0: I think so too well, the last question is pretty, uh, can be a lot shorter. It's simply, how do you live out your faith today as part of the unchurched? And I've got my answer, but I'm going to go ahead and let you answer first.
1: All right, well, how I live out my faith today as part of the unchurched? Um, I'll start by saying completely different than when I was consumed In church Which I just said was safe and comfy And cozy And now I'm in the real world With real issues And real people Who don't give a fuck about Jesus Or God or faith Or heaven Or hell (laughs) So I guess To do a quick version And then we can maybe elaborate if you want I just go with it man I live out my faith by praying And letting life happen Which might sound super hippie And it's not super intentional But growing up in church When we were, you know, when I was being taught How to quote unquote do ministry Or uh, (laughs) the big one, evangelize it was always super intentional and super targeted and just super like everyone who's not a Christian needs to know the basics and the basics are you suck God's awesome you need him if you don't you go to hell
3: and that just doesn't
1: work for me you know because it doesn't it doesn't like as an evangelism tool, I mean, obviously I believe that. That's my core belief, but like that's not what I do with my mouth with anyone ever. <laughs> mm, what do you do with your mouth? Oh uh, secret time? I ain't gonna tell your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like, I live out my faith differently now. I don't I don't chase down necessarily or like Shove my faith down people's throat And that seems a little counter Productive I guess you could say Not that Christianity needs to be a Production Or a I mean we need to produce fruits That's biblical I like, get all that But I don't think it means like Alright soldier When you leave this church You gotta go make people believe And we take that into like very extreme versions, man. And I was one of those, you know? And I think if you just breathe and let the knowledge of the Bible, God's word and his spirit move in and through you, your faith is going to be seen and heard. And just like you were saying, the greatest of these is love. So like if we're loving people and people notice, man, you know what I'm saying? Someone wants to beat the shit out of you for your wallet, and you're just, like, showing them love somehow? They're going to at least be like, damn, dude, you're weird. Like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? Are you different? What's what's up? And that's just off-the-cuff example that maybe doesn't even make sense, but, like, I think I'm losing myself here in what I'm saying, but... <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to say, like, I don't hunt down. I don't seek out opportunities. I let them happen to share my faith and to share who Jesus is to me. So it could take a day, 10 minutes, four years, whatever it takes. I don't know. But I'm not going to be pushy. I'm going to show everyone love and accepting of them to a certain degree, obviously. And the time will come. Whether it's, hey, I noticed you didn't react this way or I noticed you react that way or how come you never do this or why are you always so patient or blah, 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 blah. Those are all opportunities for people to actually hear and be affected on a real level who may have never stepped inside of a church or ever will. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: I don't think that attending a church means that I can't. Be a Christian and share my faith.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree. Did I lose you? No. I'm still here. I got you. Fully understand what you're saying. Yep.
1: And again, it sounds kind of weird, especially if you grew up in church and, like, you're taught, you know, living out your faith is A, B, or C. And if you don't do A, B, or C, then... You're backsliding or you're at least not living up to the mark, you know. I definitely don't have that hold in my life anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it, to be free?
1: It does, man.
0: At least that's what I call it. I call it freedom, personally. Um, Because that's what it is to me. Not to be bound by the opinions of others or having to... To uh conform to the culture of the group. Because that is is essentially what, what happens, right? You conform to the to the consensus of the group when you're in the group. So people say, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Why you say that? Because everybody says it. <laughs> you know?
1: As are you. Uh, <laughs>
0: It's like, can I just be fine today? Is, does something have to be wrong because I didn't say I was blessed and highly flavored? You know? It's just like, come on, dude. Y'all... It's so easy to fall into a mode of worship and lose your individuality when it comes down to Christianity and being part of a local church. Um... But for me, I, uh, can I answer now? or it, I didn't mean to cut you off if I cut
1: you off. No, you didn't, man. Take it away.
0: For, for me, the way that I live out my Christian faith outside of the four walls of the church is simply just to love people. I tell you, I've got, I've got some friends out there that nobody likes. Nobody likes them but me. And it's just because I, I'm willing to see them as people, regardless of how crude they are or rough around the edges. I still love them just because they're people. And nobody's perfect. And every flaw that you can probably find in them, you can probably find in me to some degree. And with my understanding of grace and my understanding of God's love, the best thing that I could ever do to live out my Christianity is to try my damnness to love people the way that God loves them. And for me, it's like, I can't remember exactly who said it. I always attribute it to Abraham Lincoln. But he said that God doesn't intend, concerning judging men, he says god doesn't intend to judge men man until the end of his day so why should i judge him now you know if we're all truly a portrait that's a, a, a canvas an empty canvas that's being drawn upon or painted none of us are complete and though the the canvas may seem to be worn and tattered and torn at the moment we have a a a painter a master painter who is so creative and able to turn the ugliest portrait there is possible into a masterpiece and god forbid that i be so full of myself to where i judge a portrait before it's completed so for me my job as a believer in jesus christ my job as a Christian or someone who believes in God is not to be a preacher, but to be a lover. And that's, that's the way that I strive to live out my Christianity today. You know, when, when I'm at work and someone says something about someone else, about how much of an asshole they are or how much of a creep they are or how much of this or whatever negative thing gets said about them, I'm, I'm typically the one that's taking a step back saying, well, maybe they're having a bad day today. Or maybe they, you know, got something personal going on. Maybe there's a factor that you don't see. And, and maybe you had a part to play in getting a response like that from that person. You know what I'm saying? I'm, all, I'm, I'm most often the one that... takes the other person's side and I think that describes it very well I'm often the one that takes the other person's side that says "Uh, well maybe maybe there's another way to look at this because for me love believes the best about people that's what scripture says love believes the best it doesn't take record of wrong it doesn't hold grudges, it's not envious, it's not impatient, right? It's very patient. Love, love is kind, it's generous, it's gentle. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't celebrate evil but rejoices in good. That's what, that's what Scripture says about love. And that's what Jesus says about a person that's truly living out his faith is that that mark of him is truly love. And so I swear I don't have to belong to a church that meets on Sundays in four walls to be able to say that I'm a Christian. I have people that I see on a regular basis at work. I love them. And I love them so much that I can't help it that when they see other people, they give them a handshake, but when they see me, they give me a hug. I give them a hug because it's like, I love them so much. And, and that's just part of the demonstration of love, right, is to be physical. Um, but there's an emotional aspect of it as well, where, where you show people patience and kindness and you don't jump to conclusions, and you don't you don't prejudge, and you don't uh, you don't assume ill will. That's how I live out my faith. I have to truly believe that you know if if God really wants a, a good fair shake at converting someone or saving someone from destruction. He's going to need a representative on this earth that is going to be kind and patient and gentle and long-suffering <laughs> and good in order to display his love through them. And so uh, that's, that's me. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that, that God depends on to say, Hey look, it ain't all bad. Look at my son Michael. He'll show you some love. Wish you'd
3: show me some love. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 where we're at, bro. Yeah, I, I don't need the I don't need the sermon on the Sunday morning. I, I think I got the message.
2: <laughs>
0: love your neighbor as yourself. Do this and you shall fulfill the whole law.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man.
0: The whole law is summed up in two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, you can hang all the law and the prophets. That's what Jesus said. The greatest demonstration of godliness and holiness is love. And without that, like Paul says, you're just like a, a clanging cymbal. It's like glass breaking. It's, it's just noise. It's nothing. Nothing at all without love. So,
1: what the you can say that you're holy. Needs now. Oh God, here we go. It's no, not just for some. <laughs>
2: huh?
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean that's what it's about, bro. I and mean, you got a whole lot of people dude that are claiming to be Christians and 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 all day long you say, Well, they cuss or they drink or whatever, so they don't live like it. Those are not the marks of a Christian. The mark of a true Christian is uh, whether or not you love. Word. Damn! Once again, holy pause, bro.
1: <laughs> I just want people think about it, reflect before I interject. You know what I'm saying.
0: Okay, motherfucker, then say, "Selah."
1: <laughs> Selah, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Selah. Pause, reflect. Selah. That's what it means in Psalms. Amen. Right. When the Psalms were written in the book of Psalms, the 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 name of the book in Hebrew is the is the term Sefer Tehillim. And it means literally it means book of praises. And so when the songwriters, because they were all songs, 150 songs, when they when they would write the different songs, what they would do is, uh, for most of them, towards the end of it, they would write the word dash S-E-L-A-H. At least that's how you spell it in English. It's not how it was spelled in, in Hebrew, but that's the <laughs> translation of it in English. <laughs> and so... The point of it was, like, so you got one chapter that's, like, 13 verses, and at the end of it, it says Silah, or in the middle, it'll say Silah. And what it literally means is a pause for musical interlude. And what they would do is they would say the first few verses, and then they would just play the music for a little while. And according to the culture, what they would do is they would just pause and reflect on the first few lyrics of the song. Or they would pause and reflect on the entire song if it's a shorter one. Um so yeah. That's why I said that. Sorry, I just nerded out, but I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I'm just sitting here, man. Let you let you do that thing. <laughs> All I did was take a second to pause, and now you tell me Hebrew what Sila means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's because you have your doctorate.
0: I do have my doctorate degree, but it means nothing
3: if I have no love.
1: Right? Get you some love, bitch.
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter what your doctorate degree is in. If you get no love, then you're, you're the doctor of nothing.
1: Anyway, so. that was another – man, we spent the whole episode on two questions.
0: I know, and, uh, right?
1: Another little sample of some questions we will be asking some other peeps at some point yeah. in time.
0: Yeah. And so we'll have to line up the first interview, dude. I, I, we just what we, what we have to do is literally just freaking put it on the schedule and just say, all right, we've got a month here, the entire month of March. Who's going to be the first interview? Let's put it out there. Put it it on the calendar. First interview. It's got to be a good one. It's got to be an interesting one. It's got to be a, a listener of the podcast. In my opinion, at least. It's got to be good. And we can even like send the questions ahead of time. So that they know. Or we can just ask the questions and let it be organic. I don't know. I think, for the sake of time, we'd probably send them the questions ahead of time. Uh, even if it's just like an hour before, so that they can, like say, "Look, this is what we're going to be asking." Uh, but yeah.: on the side, we'll sort out the logistics, you know, that's all logistics we can sort out without
1: recording. Yeah, you kind of I just got bored listening to you for a second, and then I belched. And then I was thinking when we do the whole like 50th episode and we're taking shots, like that last belch was really like three or four. So am I taking a shot just because I belched that once? Or is it like, I think I take four shots because it was technically four separate belches.
0: Well, I would say my idea was if I belch, you take the shot. If You belch, I take the shot.
1: Right, but if I'm like, Bleh, Bleh, is that one belch? I I would say that that's one belch. I would say you're a cheating ass motherfucker. <laughs> 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 then don't ask me. Just tell me this is what you want. Well, no, we need. To, I mean, we need. You know, we need to know. We need to solidify this.
0: You're so ready to take shots. <laughs> Everybody Oh, this is gonna be a fun episode.
1: I mean that's the point, isn't it? Have some fun.
0: Yeah, I can dig it. All right. Uh yeah. So those are the two questions and We'll line up the interview, and we'll get it done. And since I bored you, you can eat a bag of dicks.
1: Go eat your bag of dick. Yeah, so just in case you haven't heard some previous eps, that was not all of the questions that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, I think... What you can do is go back and listen to episode thirty six, I believe.
0: Episode thirty six,
1: yes. And catch some other questions. So check that out if you haven't already. But if you have, you the best. You
0: know what I mean, you the you the best. The best you time. the you the best. The best I ever had. The best I ever had.
1: Oh yeah! By the way, Karen Niece, yeah. Karen Niece, you are cool, and we like you a lot. Mm, You've been two showing thumbs us up for Karen. Love on the Spotify's. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Followed us and liked, like, four episodes. So, Wow. Karen niece. if you're a fake frickin' account, then you can go suck a dick. Oh my God. But if you're a real account... <laughs> <laughs> Only suck the dick if you really want to. But don't, you know.
0: Just... Whoa. Dude.
1: Yep. Well, because you know, some people set up fake accounts,
3: and you think it's a person, but it's not.
1: Are you sea laying right <laughs> now? Because there's a long pause. <laughs> I,
0: I'm just... I gotta take another sip of scotch
1: (laughs) Alright I'm just being real So you know what I mean
0: Holy shit wow Alright Uh yeah Okay Uh thank you Karen Why
1: are you so taken back
0: Uh, Thank thank you Karen for
1: (laughs) For so many likes
0: And for following us. Much appreciated. We love you a long time. I'm just
1: saying, I'm looking at the account right now, and I think maybe it's a fake one. But if it's not, hey, we love you. You're awesome. Wow. But if it is, there'll be hell to pay. (laughs) And we're going to end it on that one.
2: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Just showing our fan base some love.
0: All right, we're going to end it on that one. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, boy, do I have any beer left? Let me check. Sela. Let me drink the rest of this too. <laughs> Sela.
1: Peace.
2: Peace.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.